Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Mizzuto. I am your host here today, and I um, we've been we've been talking a little bit before we go live, and I'm really excited about this this conversation today because I think we're going to hit on some topics that so many people resonate with, and you're going to learn more about our our influencer member Janice Chaka, but we're also going to talk about uh, hosting effective meetings, productivity, and, and how to, how to actually navigate the workplace, both as an introvert, but also as a professional. So Janice Chaka is joining me here today. She's a trusted authority in guiding professionals who are introverts towards achieving career success without compromising their introverted nature. With over 15 years of experience in HR, Janice brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to her coaching practice, the career introvert specializing in leadership coaching, introvert coaching, imposter syndrome, and burnout. As a DEI consultant, she's committed to fostering inclusive work environments. She's achieved remarkable milestones, including running Dis- Disrupt HR Denver, authoring three books, creating the renowned Recharge Energy Management Framework, and hosting a podcast. She has a global reach as an international speaker. She's got experience working across three continents. She's a respected voice in her field. Her coaching services encompass one-on-one sessions, group coaching, courses, workshops, and tailored presentations and course creation for organizations. Through her positive and encouraging approach, Janice is dedicated to empowering individuals and organizations to thrive authentically and unlock their true potential. Janice, welcome to our podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I always love chatting with you, but um, I think we we as as I shared pre-show, we we kind of uncovered some some topics that I think. We're going to hit on some really great advice today. So welcome. I know I, I did a full bio read. I, I yeah. shared a lot of information there. <laughs> um, you've, you've accomplished so much and I have so much respect for what you do because I think that this idea of I, I, I self-identify as an introvert and I struggle a lot with the energy levels that, that I have to present when I'm in a leadership meeting or I'm talking online or I'm presenting at a conference. And so I just love the work you do. Welcome. I'd love if you could kind of share how you became, like, how did you get to the point of creating your, your career introvert business coaching? Um, so a couple things happen and it's funny because I get asked this question, obviously I get asked this question a lot, but when I'm going back and reviewing for content for promoting an event or something, I start remembering other things. And so there's probably three main things that put me on this path. One, I uh, used to work in an office, a very large office, open plan, and it was very um, extrovert leaning and you had to share your birthdays and go for lunch with everyone. And even when I took the day off to do it the next day, I even tried to pick the cubicle that was the one in the corner to avoid distractions. And I didn't realize why I was doing this. Not only that, I used to work maybe three minutes walk from, I used to live three minutes away from my office. So at lunch, instead of eating lunch, I would go home and sleep. Didn't know why, but that's what I did. Then they moved the office and (laughs) ended up asking my friends if I could sleep in their car. Looking back, it must have been the weirdest thing in the world. Um, (laughs) During lunch, I still wanted to sleep and I didn't understand why. 
And then SARS happened and we got sent to work from home and it was glorious. And I did. I still didn't quite realize why I was so much more productive. I got stuff done. I had extra time and I was loving it. Um, so that was one thing. And then I, I read the book um, Quiet by Susan Cain. And then and I was like, oh, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. This is possibly why this, that and the other. Then I ended up getting another position where I did two jobs at the same time and traveling. But because I was able to be in charge of my own time, I didn't need naps anymore. Mm. And as part of that travel, I was in Singapore and I decided to hold a meetup. That's back when meetups were like hip hop and happening. And I decided to hold a meetup for introverts. And I did it in this bakery, this cute little bakery that I adore. It has two two floors, depending on if you're American or not American. It has two or three floors. (laughs) And um, I just booked the upstairs little nook, which was supposed to seat 12. Because I was like, introverts, small space. You know, it'd be nice and intimate. We get to eat baked goods and, and tea and coffee. It'd be great. And so I put it out there. We filled the entire three floors of the bakery. With introverts. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. oh, oh, I guess this is a thing. Uh, <laughs> and so what I realized with talking to everyone was that they, their cultures anywhere Southeast Asia was more introvert leaning, but they're working for big brass American companies that are more extrovert leaning. And it was a struggle. And also like the word introvert wasn't necessarily a big thing, but it wasn't shamed. Whereas like if I put something like that, for example, in Mexico where I used to live, they're like, mm. it's like self-auto-esteem. Like you don't have, you have problems. Yes, so it's the whole thing. Um, so that made me kind of go, oh, oh, this is, this is actually, it's not just in my head. It's not just me by myself. It's like a whole right. bunch of people that turned up on a, I know it must have been like a Thursday afternoon or whatever to fill this. Yeah. Ba- the bakery was happy. They were like, oh, you said you were having 12 people. You just, we made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing was I got asked to speak at an event called Seven in Seven and um, by a person called Kit, who is now a very good friend of mine. And they were doing Seven, seven Cities, Seven Countries, in seven years, obviously, stuff happened and <clears throat> that got <laughs> curtailed a little bit. But um, and I got asked to speak about being in the office and being an introvert. And so a lot of people there were entrepreneurs and also a lot of business owners and a lot of people who worked in corporate. And they were very much like, well, hey, we had the trying to recreate the office environment, but virtually. And because I've been working online since SARS, like I was old hat at it. And they're like, well, we, we like two people to be engaged. We're trying to figure out more engagement with our, our community and our employees and our staff and our contractors. And, you know, you had the water cooler in the office. We're trying to recreate that in Slack. And, and no one's like, the introverts aren't turning up. We don't know why. And it was kind of like, well, if they didn't turn up in real life, they're not going to got an option, especially as a contract. It's like, I don't have to be here and I'm not being paid for it. So why would I bother? And so having that whole conversation around, privacy um, around just they're there to get the work done and leave this is wonderful and sort of if they didn't do it in real life why would they not do it on virtual life and why does it matter Mm -hmm. are they doing their job yes Mm -hmm. are they good at it yes Mm -hmm. why do you care and so um we had that conversation and people sort of assumed 
that I coached introverts in the workplace because of this and because of my HR background and because I was what I was talking about. And I was like, hmm. yeah, sure. That's totally something I could do. And so it kind of went. From and there. it went from there. I, yes. I, well, I love the discovery of the, the group of people, right? You, you have this idea and you think, oh, I'll get 10, 12 people together and you, you fill the, the cafe and it obviously shows you there's a lot of interest in this topic. And I think even if you don't consider yourself a full on introvert, I think those tendencies of we can't be on all the time. And when you're in an office that is very extrovert leaning, <laughs> people just kind of assume everyone goes with the flow, right? Everyone wants to go to happy hour. Everyone wants to be a part of the party. Everyone wants to hear every single conversation. And it can be truly exhausting, <laughs> whether you're extreme introvert or not. Um, so I I think it's, I think the coaching you do is fantastic. I love the the messaging and the the really getting, getting to the root of what what is it, what are the outcomes we want, right? And what are the expectations we put on people? Um, I want to dive in. So one of the things we talked about, and this, this kind of pivots us a little, but we started talking about meetings before we went live with recording. And I think that the, the tie here, so introverts and meetings can be a challenge, right? Because I think introverts, if there's, if there's a lot of noise, if there's a lot of people in the room, if it's a busy, if there's no agenda, do you think that like as people who identify as introverts, how can they best set themselves up for success in, in a meeting format? And then we'll, we'll kind of transition into talking about how to host or participate in effective meetings, because as we know, ineffective meetings are massive time wasters. And so we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. So first question was um, how best to kind of show up in meetings. <clears throat> um. So this is really interesting because, yes, a lot of meetings are thrown out with no agenda. A lot of meetings, the, the loudest person wins, so to speak. For what I would try and do personally is if there is no agenda in advance, ask, hey, what are we talking about? What's the goal for this meeting? Um, so you have some sort of idea. But the worst thing is sort of team update meetings because a lot of the time organizations have team up. Yeah, we're going to have a team update meeting. There's still no agenda because the assumption is, well, it's a team update meeting, so we don't need an agenda. We're just going to do a team update. But it's like, well, do you want three bullet points on my project? Do you want like thorns and roses? Do you, do you want um, roadblocks? Do you want, hey, everything's okay? Do you want, oh, wait, this could have been an email? Um, so it's just if it's a team meeting and they do updates, listen, if it's the first time or second time, listen to someone who gets listened to a lot and see what they hit. Do they hit only good points? Do they hit any bad points? What do they hit? And then try and sort of do something. But that obviously is in line with the work that you are doing. And so you can learn that and just just spit it out every time. It's it's what has to happen, because here's the thing. If you don't speak up for yourself and if you don't let people know what you're doing, do not make the assumption that other people automatically know what you're doing. They don't. Everyone's wrapped up in their own little world of doing what they're doing and just trying to get through. So for you to be noticed for the good work that you are doing, you have to let people know what that is. And so this yep. is one of those ways. Yep. Yep. Um, it doesn't matter how good your ideas are if no one hears them. Right. Like, yeah. So I want to touch on two things that that I've I've learned um, in terms of 
participating in effective meetings, helping whether you're running the meeting or not. The first is knowing your audience and are you communicating messages up to leadership or are you communicating messages down to your team? Because there's there's very different styles there in terms of what needs to be communicated. And if you're communicating up, you want clear, succinct, high-level messaging. If you're communicating down, you want very detailed, clear instructions, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. And one of the things that that you shared in in your in your show notes, don't assume the method of communication you like is the same as someone else. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. So there is an assumption that introverts like to write. I personally am not one of those humans. Um, and we, and, and, and just in general, we might assume that your boss likes the report to be done in a word format or written, but some people are very more visual. And if you sent them like a visual representation of the work that you've done or add emojis or bullet points or just the formatting of the way that something is written out can all make a difference. You can have three different uh, versions of the same thing, but the way it's formatted and how people will take in that information is huge. Um, also, if you're the person that you're trying to give the information to is more of a spreadsheet person, stick that stuff in a spreadsheet. You might hate it. It's not your thing. But if you want them to understand and if you want them to be on your side and as part of your sort of network, that's what you're going to have to do. Just like when you're probably talking to someone and they ask you, what's your preferred communication style? And you tell them and you hope they respect that. Um, so yeah I think that's really important and something that's sort of it's hard because sometimes you'll ask someone and they're like I don't know just send it in an email because people don't necessarily think what is their favored method of communication because they default especially in like a work environment to oh just email me and that actually might not be yeah yes you can email but email can be formatted in multiple different in, ways so like, right. what does that look like what does it yeah. look like yeah and so when we talk about communication and meetings especially Let's talk about how to to run because I think when we're when we're host of the meeting we have a lot more control over the format the timing etc right if we're yes. showing up to an a meeting to a meeting we can ask for the agenda we can ask why certain people in the room but if we're not the host of the meeting we have limited control so how do we host an effective meeting what are the kind of key elements to to set us up for success have have a sort of is does this have to be a meeting checklist is like the first thing. <laughs> like, does it have to does be it, a meeting is the inf is it, it is it is it something that's a decision making and even if it is decision making does do people have all of the information needed to make said decision and if so does it need a discussion or is it just like a yes no thing and you could put that as a poll in an email um or is it a brainstorming session therefore it needs to be a meeting okay that's fine 
give people again information in advance could you set up um like a, a jam board or a mural in advance so people can start jotting ideas and and maybe even set aside some time before the meeting to have a mini personal brainstorming session that could link into the main brainstorming session when you're figuring out what the meeting should be it should should have a very clear goal and one clear goal that will shorten up the meeting not like oh we're going to have a meeting that's going to cover xyz and a and f because that's scattered and it, it doesn't work as well have one very clear goal and that will help guide how long the meeting should be as well as the agenda okay you have the intro you have the main thing get to the goal what would success look like for this meeting do we hit whatever this goal is yes and time it out yes you could leave a little bit of buffer but time it out. It, not every meeting has to be an hour meeting. I know like the default setting is like an hour or 50 minutes if you're trying to like have a yeah. buff in between. But that doesn't have to be the case. Time it out and do that. Then during the meeting, make sure there's action items and that everyone, I mean, personally, I would say record it and use software like Fathom where you just hit a button and it will take the action item and hit a button. It will highlight and all the questions and then get that also sent out to people. But it's information in advance. Um, making sure that because you get to control the meeting okay we've been talking about this for 20 minutes now we need to make a decision like do not be afraid to cut people short and if a decision can't be made in that meeting you know next time okay it needs to be longer and or maybe more information needs to happen and or um give people time afterwards like okay we've gone over this we've decided this or we still got some fuzziness i'm going to put this all in a document then in a poll then we can say yes or no and still close it out not only schedule another meeting to do this all over again Right. Oh, I so many great things there. And first, I want to touch on the length of meetings because you're right. Not every meeting needs to be scheduled for an hour. Think about what what your goal is. And I find if people like it's there's this mentality, if there's an hour on the calendar, they just want to keep going from A to B to F to G to M to Z. Like it's like we hop around a lot. Yeah. Um, I personally love the 25 minute meeting. The, where we block 25 minutes. So we have a solid 20 minutes to talk, right? We have a solid 20 minute meeting and it gives, it gives buffer before like running to my next call. <laughs> like I can maybe grab some coffee. Um, but if we're running back to back to back, and this also gets into calendar management, how you manage your own calendar, which for me has been great in terms of how I manage my energy throughout the day, but yeah. that's completely different topic. Like, well, related, but we could talk about that for much longer. <laughs> um, so what, and I want to share, so a tool somebody shared with me, there's this cool website where you can actually put in, it, it asks you how many people were in the meeting? What is the average of all their salaries? How long was the meeting? And it will actually calculate the cost of that meeting. And it's fascinating when you think about it, because if you have, let's say six executives meeting for an hour, Guess how much that's costing you? And are you really are you really producing results and positive outcomes or are you just meeting to have a meeting? And I think we get carried away with these repeating invites where the same group of people is expected to be on at the same time every week. And sometimes that's productive when there's an agenda and when there's things that that need action. I do I do like having reoccurring meetings, but they have to be structured in a way that they're productive. Otherwise, we're wasting a whole lot of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not getting time to do other work, focused work, or well, that's or, the... or non-focused work, really. Yeah, because right now I think that there's a statistic that people spend between I think fifty and seventy-five percent of their working week in meetings. You drop that to thirty, 
they get people get more done more done the more yeah. space the brain space yes. to go and think about other yes. things just yeah. so much things yeah yeah so i've been intentional about trying to block my calendar where i have i have space so i'll block pro- productive hours each day so people can't schedule a 30 minute call because if you put a 30 minute call in the middle of that block it completely derails me right and i i realize i because I'm in leadership, I am expected to be in a lot of meetings and giving direction. And that's great. But I also have work that needs to be done. And if I, if I block, if my calendar books out nine to five every day, then I'm doing that work at 5 a.m. or 10 p.m. or outside yeah, business hours. article about, yeah, basically having two jobs. Well, three, if you count home stuff, but like having two jobs, <laughs> like one is attending all the meetings and the other one is like your actual job actual that you're supposed job. to do and you're getting paid yeah. for. Yeah. 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 So that's, so I, I encourage people, whether you're an introvert or not, be mindful of what, of your, of your day, right? Be mindful of where you're blocking that time. I love that you shared where you were in the office and, and sleeping at lunchtime every day because you you needed that. Right. And I know I need, I need a walk every morning. So I have a block on before I sit down at my office. It helps. I have a dog. The dog kind of feeds the schedule, but I know getting outside, even if it's 15 minutes, it gets me outside. It gets me moving. It gets me some vitamin D gets my dog outside. It's good. Um, but being mindful of those opportunities to block space so that you do have time to either refuel yourself or get work done. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> if we're in meetings all day, we're not working. No. Yeah. Um, we talked about this as if we're running the meeting. If somebody else is running the meeting, what are some things we can do request to, to help make them a positive? If we feel like meetings are getting a point to a point where they're not productive and they're not beneficial, how can we guide other meetings without taking over? Cause there's, there's that line of like, well, this is how I would do it. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you take over? (laughs) It shows a sign of leadership. It shows that you want to get stuff done. It shows that you respect yours and other people's time. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends if the other person doesn't like their feet getting stepped on. Um, But um, one suggests that it's a rotating facilitation. Because this is a skill that everyone needs. It doesn't matter if you're in leadership or not. Being able to facilitate and take part in a meeting is a skill that everyone needs to be able to um, progress their career I've talked to so many leaders who are like yes I have lots of subject matter experts they're really good at technical stuff but stick all of them in a meeting with no project manager or no one to lead them and nothing gets done it's a right. skill that everybody needs so hey suggest hey everyone gets a turn to facilitate meetings mm-hmm. uh, and help to build that skill and figure out what what works and what doesn't work for your team or your organization and that sort of a thing yeah. um you could offer the take notes or um, offer to write down the action items it gives you something to do um, so you like I keep my head down while listening and taking in the information um, and just make suggestions it doesn't have to be pushy but like can we try this or is it okay mm-hmm. if we do this it'd be really helpful to me and I'm sure other people if you have an agenda in advance um, yeah and here's like a template <laughs> that you could use I don't, don't make yeah. extra work for the other human be very much like oh look here's a thing just yeah. just fill in the blanks um or afterwards if there's um action items and no one ever gets them done and also the the plugins like slack has a plugin that you could just put in action items after a meeting and it will like send it off to you there are tech ways that you can do that right. to help out um yeah sorry yeah I could I, was <laughs> I, I, I do think 
looking at integrated technology that can help you streamline experiences is, is important for everyone. Um, I work with somebody who, if you invite him to a call and he like, it's, it's a new call, he will actually reach out ahead of the meeting asking, do I need to prepare anything for this? And for the calls that he runs, there is always an agenda. He, he pre-sends an agenda with his points. He asks if anyone wants to add anything and it's, it helps so much because the structure is there. And, and clearly he's doing his prep work. Right. And, and I think we could all learn from that. If you host a lot of calls, be mindful of how much time you're taking from other people. And there's, there's the, does this, I mean, the the number one question, does this really need a meeting? Right. Could we, could we have a five minute phone call? Could we send an email? Could we, could we communicate this in some other way? Um, and, as, as leaders, I think we owe it to our teams to, to help encourage that, to help facilitate that process of not everything needs to be a phone call or a meeting or, yeah. or take up all that time. So and different ways of communicating. Yeah. 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 So as we, before we wrap up here, I want to make sure people know how to find you. So we will link to all your places in the show notes, but tell us more where people can find you online. Uh, best bet LinkedIn. Uh, there is only one Janice Tracker, uh, generally speaking, actually, on Google, there's only one Janice Tracker. Um, LinkedIn, it would be the primary place to find me. I also have my website, which is uh, thecareerintrovert.com and janicechacker.com. And failing all those things, uh, email janice at thecareerintrovert.com. Awesome. So reach out to Janice. If any of this resonated with you, go give her a follow on LinkedIn and stay tuned. She shares lots of great information, um, about extroverts, but extroverts, introverts, but also communication, managing meetings, being a successful employee, um, with years of HR experience, she's learned a lot and, and shares all of that. So final words of advice, as we wrap up, Janice, any, anything you want to push out to our audience in terms of, of a final tip or resource or words of advice? Find what works for you and it will it is a journey. You won't know straight away this works or that works. It is iterative and review. Um, and then work that into your days and your 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 calendar and your schedule, be it walks in the morning, be it naps in the mid-afternoon, whatever it is that you find that works for you for your energy levels. Because as introverts, energy levels are the most important thing. Once you get that nailed down, everything else is is cake. Love it. Well, Janice, thank you so much for being here with us today. To everyone listening, thank you. As always, we are back with new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe, stay tuned. And if there's anything we can do to support your success, reach out anytime. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.